0: Greetings everyone, this is a Sound Health radio show where we talk about the crossroads of the environment, our health, and longevity with Richard Talk to Me Guy and Sherry Edwards is off working on the Sound Health Portal. I would suggest going to the SoundHealthPortal.com, scrolling down just a bit, and clicking on the Watch How button. You'll see a short demo video explaining how to record and submit your first recording. Then go back to SoundHealthPortal.com Scroll down to current active campaigns, such as cellular inflammation, stem cells, or Parkinson's, and choose one that is of interest to you. Click on that campaign and click free voice analysis, and the system will walk you through submitting your recording. You'll receive an email with your report back usually in one to two hours. I suggest sitting down with a cup of tea and reviewing that and seeing the information that you can take out of it. You could take it to a practitioner, such as an acupuncturist, or as a naturopath, or a chiropractor, and they might also be able to see things and gather more information about, oh, we've been working on that, wow. To hear and share replays of this show, 30 to 40 minutes after you hear the outro music, go to talktomeguy.com, scroll down that page, and you'll see this show at the top of the episodes page. There are also hundreds of shows available there as well. There's a microphone icon at the bottom right corner of all the show notes. If you'd like to leave me a voice message with a question for a guest or a guest idea for a show, you can do that directly from the site and I will be notified. With that, Hashimoto's is a disease where the immune system attacks your thyroid. But the medical community either can't diagnose it, will tell you it's just stress or are treating the symptoms instead of addressing the underlying reasons your immune system is haywire. There is no one-size-fits-all solution to thyroid dysfunction. Without the distinctive legion of tests that Dr. Kajiki has identified, most doctors miss the signs and are mystified at why patients aren't getting well. To find the right protocol that pinpoints the specific root cause of a patient's thyroid-related ailment or autoimmune problem, Dr. Kajiki created the internationally acclaimed Kajiki Protocol. He engages a wide variety of testing procedures and indicators, including 63 different tests instead of the standard 10 that MDs use, and inflammatory blood markers, immune system challenges, gastrointestinal microbial, leaky gut testing, adrenal dysfunction, urinary hormone of metabolites, and more. Dr. Kajiki is a certified functional medicine practitioner, chiropractor. He is revolutionizing the way that hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's autoimmune thyroid are diagnosed and corrected using drug-free solutions. Dr. Kajiki creates his personalized program with dietary changes, nutritional supplements, vitamins, minerals and enzymes with lifestyle enhancements that improve lab test results and reduce symptoms. Dr. Kajiki joins us to talk about his book Sick, Tired, Untreated and Abandoned. How the medical community fails Hashimoto's patients and how you can get your life back. Welcome, Doctor Gill.
1: Thank you so much, Richard. Great to be on your show again.
0: I can't believe I was I was kind of shocked to find that it's been six years since I talked to you last. How did that happen? <laughs>
1: I know. I know. I, I saw your name and it was familiar. I said, Oh, I think I did something with him about two, three years ago <laughs> like, yeah wow. Exactly.
0: Six yeah. Six years. This is how it happens. I'd like to start with how was your wife's doctor telling you that's how we do it in traditional medicine? Your tipping point into a path that would lead you to what is now known as the Kajiki protocol. Right.
1: Well, You know, she had been through up and down symptoms of Hashimoto's for two to three years, but because I hadn't really studied functional medicine very much, I didn't really know what that was. Uh, So I just took the experts for their opinion, and her GP was also an ear, nose, throat doctor. And when he realized from my testing that she had Hashimoto's, and I asked him, great, what do we do about this? And he said, we're going to give her thyroid medication, specifically, I think it was Synthroid. I said, but I don't understand. Why are you <laughs> no. giving her a thyroid medication for an immune system problem? And his response was very nonchalant, very direct. And he said, because that's the way we do it with conventional medicine. And I, no. wow, he said it with a straight face. And I was, I was shocked that he said that to me. And I thought, Oh my gosh, he, this is what is normally happening with everybody who has her condition. So this is not going to help her in the long run. And and it was at that moment I realized I have to get this resolved on my own because these doctors in traditional and conventional medicine are not going to help her.
0: Wow. So many bad words. Yeah. So many bad words. <laughs> it just blows my mind um, that that is just the standard – oh, that's a whole other show. It's like, really? <laughs> it's just – that's the way we do it. It's just appalling. And I'm not yeah. anti I'm, – I'm, like yourself, I'm not anti-Western medicine. I am opposed to what I, in my opinion, would call stupidity. So that's all I'll say there or feel free
1: <laughs> yeah it's, I, you know and, and my the, the title of my book is a bit controversial but the reality is that's what is happening out there if you have Hashimoto's and that medication doesn't work for you you are stuck they don't know what to do and they won't do anything else
0: Wow they just won't do anything else they just drop the ball Here's, you're on the medication. We'll increase it. We'll lower it. There's your game show.
1: Right. And wow. keep, keep dealing with it. I mean, I, I asked the patients, what did your doctor say to you when you told them, I'm taking my medication. I still feel like crap. I don't care if my lab tests are normal. What do you do? And, and their response is usually they didn't say anything. Like, what do you mean they didn't say anything? They had to say something. They said, keep taking your medication. Come back in six months.
0: Yeah, give it six months. It'll kick in in six months. You'll be much better. Here's this general, you know, smear of stuff on a palette, and try all, you know, just take that. You'll be great. Wow. I want to ask some clarifying questions, or at least background of the whole thing, because the thyroid is such a thing. I want to ask, what is Epstein-Barr? Because that is sort of a bailiwick of, oh, there's a thing, Epstein-Barr.
1: What right is that
0: actually so
1: Epstein-Barr is a virus and ninety percent of the entire population is typically exposed to this Epstein-Barr virus as a child but we get over it but there is some question as to whether do we get over it and it's gone or do we just put it into remission and what I have is that about 80% of my Hashimoto's patients have this reactivated Epstein-Barr infection. Mm-hmm. So this Epstein-Barr as a child, if, if it keeps on going and, and infects you more, it becomes mono. People have heard of mono, the kissing disease. But if you do get over it, it goes into remission, and it just kind of sits there in your body. Some people have said it sits in the thyroid. Some people have said it sits in the liver. Nobody really has any proof for that. But it does get reactivated. And then there's something about Hashimoto's and thyroid patients where this gets reactivated and it feels like you have a 24-hour flu, you have body aches, brain fog, you might have some depression, you have just slow body function, and it just feels like a flu. You just can't get over. And so one of the main symptoms of this Epstein-Barr is fatigue. Well, fatigue is one of the main symptoms for 100 different disease conditions out there. But Epstein-Barr seems to be very rampant in Hashimoto's and thyroid patients. So mm-hmm. we have to rule out that that's one of those main triggers uh, that we call a stealth infection that could be interfering with our ability to heal them and could be agitating the immune system, causing that immune system to attack the thyroid.
0: Mm-hmm. And so you've become... I don't know why this comes to mind because he was so bumbling and you are so not but you're like the inspector Clouseau of thyroid and I don't mean that you stumbled into anything I mean you really have become the one of the foremost experts in the country I don't know world enough to say more but I mean really it's amazing and as I say we haven't talked for six years and you were doing it then and people were yeah. still like, I don't know. I still – I have friends today that i telling them about your work because they have had, air quotes, Hashimoto's for a long time right. and not getting better. And so far they're pretty much just getting either synthetic or natural. That's a whole other conversation. Yeah. But it's just why, why? – I didn't mean to go here, but I can't help it why do you think they just Western medicine can't get a grip on it is it because they don't want to pay attention or well it's, you know maybe they don't want to pay attention or is it because you say this really great thing about they're treating the lab not the symptoms
1: not the patient, the is right yeah you know I, I do write in my book what my opinion is about why this happens in conventional medicine and after so many years of, of treating different people What I've come to realize is the bottom line is this, is that if you get your opinions from conventional medicine, meaning you go to the endocrinologist, the GPs, the MDs, the PCPs, you use your insurance, you pay a small copay, you just have to understand and accept the fact that they are influenced by the pharmaceutical and the insurance companies. So they are in this world where pharmaceutical and insurance companies lay down the rules and if you want to play in that world of insurance company and pharmaceuticals you have to go by their rules and their rules say you will treat the thyroid there is no medication for Hashimoto so you will treat the thyroid with levothyroxine or armor or nature Throid or
0: Mm.
1: tyrosine whatever and because you want us to pay for your care as the insurance company we're going to do the minimal amount of testing required to give you medication or perform a surgery or give you radiation. So you have to accept that and deal with those rules, or you have to go outside of that kind of medical model to people like me who I don't take any insurance, so insurance companies can't influence me. I don't prescribe any medication, so I don't follow their guidelines of what to prescribe to you. But now I can get to the root cause of the problem, which we're going to talk about is these body dysfunctions called triggers. And I think that's the reason why if you continue to go to conventional medicine, you're going to continue to get a different medication, a different dosage, and nothing's really going to change.
0: It really is mind-blowing, and this is a whole different show. And any time you want to talk about this, I'm happy to get on this one, about the, when did the... Insurance kind of companies really supersede the doctors, because that's how it <laughs> that's how it seemed to me. And yeah, right, we'll do that as a different show sometime, <laughs> because that's like what
1: that, that I, would I'm, be a, a very good historical research to do on why yeah exactly how did that yeah.
0: Well, I know partially. I, I've interviewed uh, Gwen Olson a number of times, and she wrote a book. She used to be she was a pharmaceutical rep, and she was a very successful pharmaceutical rep. And one day she, went, she woke up and went, "String of bad words, am I doing? What am I doing? What am I thinking?" And then she wrote a tell-all book about the pharmaceutical industry and how they were doctor, you know, they were trained. A pharmaceutical rep was, in, was trained to really infiltrate it's like a spy movie trained to infiltrate into the doctor's life, in the sense of kindness and gifts, and remember the kids and birthdays, and you know really, so that when they walked in, the doctor would just take the pill from her. And they would, she would say, blah, blah, blah. And he'd go, Oh, great. Okay, thanks. And that was as much research as the doctor might do because they had a good rapport with the the rep. Yes. And then once she wrote the book, she literally left the country. Okay, go ahead.
1: Yeah, it sounds fictitious, but that really is what happens is is their the extent of their education is based on what the pharmaceutical rep tells them. So it's very limited. They have no time to research these things. Yeah. Right? They they because they're involved in insurance, they have a whole list of patients they have to see every single day to meet that "quote unquote" hidden quota, invisible quota, or they can't, they won't be part of that group anymore. Yeah. And it's just it's really it's you know unfortunately that's the reality of what's going on. And so uh, you know when they get a trip to Hawaii and they, they get all these gifts and it's like well who are you going to buy your medication from? that pharmaceutical weapon, you're going to believe what they tell you.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll jump away from that. There's so many stories there, but I'll just jump away from that because I really want right. to talk about thyroid. How much of a role does gut health play in having a good thyroid balance or a balanced system?
1: Oh, gosh, you know, huge, huge amounts. I mean, I'll just tell you the two main ones that I put most of my focus into with gut health is that, you make this t four hormone, which is an inactive thyroid hormone, and then you but your body makes this t three hormone, which is an active thyroid hormone. So your body makes about ninety three percent t four. The other seven percent is t three. Well that t four inactive thyroid hormone has to get converted t three an active thyroid hormone. So an inactive thyroid hormone doesn't do you any good it's like the seed trying to turn into a fruit then doing you good good to eat the eat the seed you have to turn it into a fruit so this t4 has to turn into t3 well it does that through multiple mechanisms but one of the main mechanisms that t4 turns into t3 is in your digestive tract
0: mm. so
1: if you've got digestive dysfunction like low hydrochloric acid or poor fat um, metabolism or you don't break down carbohydrates right or you have an imbalanced gut microbiome or you have intestinal permeability or you have inflammation, you're going to have problems in your digestive tract. You're going to have problems converting that T4 and making it an active T3. So that may be a situation where you feel like you have low thyroid symptoms, you feel like you're sluggish and slow, but then they test your T4 and your TSH and it's completely normal, but because you have poor conversion, you don't get that active thyroid hormone, thyroid hormone. So that's really a conversion problem, not really a thyroid problem. And because you don't need T3 or gut tests to know if someone has a thyroid problem, the doctors don't run those tests for gut function.
0: Yeah, wow. could you say one. that? La- could you say that very last line again? What you just said about they don't. I just want people to really hear that. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So if you're getting your opinions about your health from conventional medicine and they're suspecting you have a thyroid problem, they're going to test your TSH and your T4, free T4. And that could very well be normal levels. But because you're not converting that T4 into T3 in your digestive tract, they are not going to run digestive tract, Function testing to see if you have a conversion problem.
0: They're wow. just going to
1: run T4 and our TSH and free T4 Because that's all the insurance company requires to for you to dispense medication
0: So that means they don't even test if you have good HCL levels So you can yes, actually no. break just that minimal step of the HCL I, I've interviewed Jonathan Wright who wrote the wonderful book a very zesty book called stomach acid is good for you years ago Absolutely. and about three or four times down through the years and yeah. that was my eye-opener to hcl and how just even measuring that how many people are deficient on hcl but that's because Absolutely. Diet. Absolutely. it blows my mind yes
1: Yes. and because that's a gastrointestinal disorder your endocrinologist is going to say well if you think you have low stomach acid once you go to the gastroenterologist and then all they're going to do is run pathology testing they're going to if they allow it, they're going to run a colonoscopy or an endoscopy, and that's all they're going to do. And they're not going to see that you have low HCL.
0: <laughs> oh, once again, so many bad words. And then that leads me to ask, I know that you're, you're harsh about this, man. You're really harsh about this. You have your patients off gluten, period, no questions asked. Get off gluten. Realize that gluten is in your shampoo. It's in your cosmetics. Gluten is everywhere Right, and you're really hardcore about that and I think are great <laughs> right.
1: Black and white no gray yeah. area. I don't yeah. even care if you don't have a negative reaction There is no nutritional value in gluten at all So why even chance it and put it in your diet? because I'll tell you this 30% of the symptoms that people have to gluten sensitivity is not digestive; it's neurological ah. so that gluten affects your brain function, and you might think, "Oh, my brain my brain fog or my fatigue or my headaches are something completely different. It could be gluten sensitivity
0: well, and the other I'll try and make this a short grant. The other tricky thing is, is gluten or wheat has become an amazing delivery system for glyphosate.
1: Yes, yes,
0: because it is used on every crop of unless it's organic, non-GMO, and even then, I'm suspicious because I'm suspicious by nature. But why would you go out of your way to have a food that's primary suspect? I mean, corn is not much better, but gluten, gluten's bad.
1: Gluten is bad. And I like and a great brand. Hashimoto's is like jet yeah. fuel on fire. Yeah, okay. So
0: it would say more about just, that. That's a good line. I like that one. I'd like that on a shirt, please.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's just nothing good about it. So yeah, if you're gonna be my patients, there is no gray area with gluten. You are off of it permanently.
0: Harsh. I like it. <laughs> it works <laughs> it works and and so do your patients go you don't you don't have a one-size-fits-all I mean every time with a patient you go they go through your 19 page intake which I think right. that might be more of a page intake than a homeopath gets but I mean that's a lot and when you go through that you're figuring out from that intake do you get some guidelines, or do you have the intake and the lab work all at the same time so you can just immediately get the big picture?
1: Yeah, I, well, I typically get the intake first, and that, that helps me figure out what kind of triggers am I looking for. And then mm-hmm. when I get the lab test results back, that confirms what triggers I'm looking for and how I prioritize them.
0: Mm-hmm okay and then that leads me to ask about your what you would call in the book the nine most common triggers because this is this could be just the rest of the show I mean this is like all mind blowing and wow of course
1: yeah this is this is where the magic happens is identifying these triggers and there are nine very common triggers that I look for it's not all of them but it's the nine most common So I look for anemia, and it's not just iron anemia, it could be B12, B6, B1, folic acid, hypochromic, normocytic, there are multiple kinds of anemia other than iron. So it could be anemia, blood sugar instability, adrenal gland dysfunction, hormone imbalance, inflammation, gastrointestinal problems, food sensitivities, chemical sensitivities, and hidden infections. And your endocrinologist is not going to ask you nor test for those. They're going to test for TSH and free T4, and that's it. So those Mm -hmm. are the triggers that I'm suspecting. So when I look through a patient's intake, and believe me, I actually read every single page. I'm one of the few doctors that actually read every single page of your intake because it's important. You took the time to do it. I'm gathering my data as to what kind of triggers am I suspecting. Then, based on what kind of triggers I'm suspecting, I'll do different types of lab testing. I'll do blood, stool, saliva, dried urine, hair, breath, so different media are better at finding different triggers. So then I decide on what kind of testing I do. For example, my blood panel has 63 different tests on it. It'll catch six out of nine of those triggers. And then that's how I can start creating my, my individualized protocol for each person. Because I can get 10 Hashimoto's patients with the exact same symptoms, but they'll have a completely set of different triggers.
0: And how is that? Boy, the human body's complicated. I, I'm, I'm amazed. I have to interject that I'm, I'm still, and I've used this a lot, but I can't help but not using it. I'm always surprised every morning that when I get up, I stand up and get out of bed. <laughs> and I say that not because I have a condition, but because I think it's amazing that that. It's we a miracle do in that.
1: itself that your yes. body can do that. It, it, re- yeah. it really is, and we, and we take it for granted. Um, and, and that, you know, when things are kind of going bad in my life, that's what I, I do. I wake up and I go, my gosh, I could stand, I could see, I could use my hands, I could use my fingers. There are people who can't do this.
0: Yeah. And all while we're yeah. thinking and digesting and our hormones are regulating and things are squirting in our bodies and bowels mo- I mean, it's, it's amazing. This, right. We make eye look like nothing.
1: Right. Like yeah. And these triggers, they get in the way of that typical normal function. So we want to find out which of these triggers do you have. And it's mind-blowing because, like, like you said, so... F- For example, one of the main symptoms people experience is fatigue. Well, every one of those triggers that I just mentioned, they all cause fatigue. Mm -hmm. So you could have one of those triggers, three of those triggers, nine of those triggers, and this is why there's no one-size-fits-all for anybody. Because if someone says, I have fatigue, maybe it's blood sugar instability and adrenal, maybe it's anemia and hormone, maybe it's gastrointestinal only, maybe it's an Epstein-Barr infection. It varies for everybody so you cannot have a one size fits all you cannot write a book and say take this Hashimoto supplement you just you can't do it effectively that way
0: I'm very pro supplement industry and yet there's a lot of that going on now where it's like here is the new most amazing thing you've ever you take this and you will not believe how much better you'll be able to run or something and it's like it I don't understand how people think that this thing is it Right.
1: People are very frustrated by me because they want to know what do I do for my Hashimoto's? What do I do for my fatigue? What do I do for my weight gain? And I say, I don't know. I have to look at the triggers.
0: <laughs> no, no, but you know. Come on, give me a hint. You know. You know. You have an idea. Just talking to me. I know you know. No, I, I right. understand. <laughs>
1: I really don't.
0: <laughs> it's really, It's really extraordinary, the idea that... I'm gonna kind of. I'm not. Der- well, no. I'm gonna pick on endocrinologists because I had some issues a number of years ago, and I was sent to an endocrinologist, and I was just so surprised at how little they asked me. Right. There was very right. little interaction. Like, does this hurt or does that? You know, here or are you inflamed? Or, there was nothing. There was just like blood work. Here's a bunch of stuff. Go away. Which I'm not into a bunch of stuff. Bunch of stuff. Right. Um, right. I'm in. You know, they gave but, you a
1: bunch of stuff. Thats to be. Yeah. Here's a prescription for one thing. Go
0: away. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And how? As you were you inclined in a certain way? You were already studying functional medicine when your wife was hospitalized, and you had that tipping point with your with her doctor. Yeah, were You, you were already real, into functional medicine at that point, weren't you?
1: I I was into it. Like I was a car. I was a chiropractor. And make, you know, I was just getting into it. I, I like I knew enough to be dangerous. Yeah. At that point, so when I realized she had Hashimoto's, and I realized this ENT was only going to give her a thyroid medication to treat an immune system problem, I immediately looked towards my colleagues, and I give them acknowledgements in my book that I sought out people who are smarter than me, who knew more than me, who've been doing it longer than me. I went to seminars. I read books. I mean that, that that was my beginning of just gorging myself with functional medicine information because I needed to figure out what was going on with my wife and nobody out there was going to help me other than my colleagues in these seminars.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm. And as you as you researched, so let's say that you took a seminar on gut health. Right. And once you took that seminar on gut health, you realized that not only did they need HCl but that possibly need plant I like plant derived enzymes myself they might need that you begin to begin to expand out of like oh if that's happening if the gut is breaking down the t4 I think you said mm-hmm. um, then it can't do that that's the could that be sort of a point of origin of an issue you have to get that working in order to move to the next one to the next one to the next one is that yeah how that's it absolutely works, kind of? and, okay
1: yeah and, and I, I think Part of my success lies that there are a lot of great doctors out there, naturopaths, uh, acupuncturists, you know, natural health care doctors that know how to identify these triggers. But when I get patients that say, yeah, I went to a functional medicine doctor for three years and I, I'm like only 50% better, or I went to an acupuncturist, I took a bunch of herbs, I'm only 10% better. What I realize is they do a lot of great testing, they do a lot of great supplements, but they don't prioritize them correctly. So it Mm -hmm. doesn't do any good to go after a trigger that is what you feel is 10% responsible. Go after the one that's 50% responsible.
0: Yeah. Well, and from hanging out with Sherry for, I guess I've known of Sherry's work for a long time, but for at least the 10 years or so that I've been doing the show, just seeing the, in the vocal print, seeing how one thing could be, you know, like, oh, look what that did in the methylation cascade. That mm. whole world of talking methylation and, and how things break down and how really we're very complicated. That's why I'm so every morning when I get up. Like, wow, look at that! That's amazing because we're it's ex- such a it's you know like the ultimate uh, not pachinko uh, wrong game the one with the blocks. If you pull out the wrong block, Jenga. the thing falls apart. Yeah. Jenga, thank you. Jenga. Yeah, we're yeah. very much like Jenga. It's amazing. Yeah,
1: it really is, and and. Uh, you know when when you've had you have experience with difficult patients for a long time like I have it gets a little easier every once in a while you get that Jenga patient that has round blocks (laughs) and you're going oh my gosh (laughs) we got to go a little slower do a little more testing on this one
0: (laughs) and do you I, I I bet you do that you run into somebody at some uh, from time to time or frequently that has had some kind of exposure, some sort of either, I, I, one of my mm-hmm. sort of key phrase, catchphrases is total toxic load. And so if you have somebody who lives near an agricultural area, and unaware that they're getting sprayed with, you know, possibly, I live in vineyard country, so they spray all sorts uh-huh. of stuff, kind of pre-dawn, so you don't see them, because supposedly the air is more still, so you don't see them doing it. Or in any ag area, I grew up near the Salinas Valley, so there's bad words about how much chemicals they use down there so if you have somebody who's had repeated exposure for a long time you have to do you have to clear that before you can get to the next stage in your prioritization you're like, "Oh, you have a toxic liver, let's work that and get that healthy and happy then your everything else will begin to get better yeah that that, that's, you
1: know. That's a really good point. I, I think it varies from person to person. Um, you okay. know, a lot of people ask me about lead and mercury and aluminum, toxicity, and they say, oh, I got a, a hair test done. And they say, I'm, uh, I'm really toxic in, in my lead levels and my aluminum levels. You know, should I do a detox? And, you know, my answer is always, hang on. Before we yeah. jump into that, this is my belief is that not everybody, it, it's, it's not the toxic load that's the problem. It's your immune system response to that toxic load that's the problem. Mm-hmm. So if you give 100 people the same amount of lead, they're not all going to respond the same. Some people are going to fall apart. Some people are going to go to the ICU. Some people are going to say, give me more. Right? We're all going to respond differently because our immune system response is different. So I look at the body's immune system response first before I decide I want to detox something. And you got to be very careful about detoxing somebody, especially chelation, uh, because you could develop antibodies to mercury or lead or aluminum, and aluminum sits in the brain. And if you find high levels of aluminum and you just start chelating them, you could activate that antibody response, and your brain will start to go after these aluminum particles where as they're starting to be chelated from different parts of your body and you could create a huge huge autoimmune attack problem to your brain if this is done inappropriately Wow so you got to be very careful about how you're going to detox somebody
0: yeah a lot of people on shows that I've talked to or that I know that do the I better do a detox? And I'm thinking right. I don't know. Really? Yeah. Is that the place to yeah. start? Because you don't know what's going to be dumped in or out or occur, <laughs> right. or the byproducts yes, exactly. of detoxing aggressively.
1: Right. And I agree that we are all very toxic. We live in toxic environments, like yourself. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean we have to start there.
0: And so how do how well it's not one size fit all. I can't ask you any of those things. <laughs> because <laughs> I can't say, well, how do you begin? You begin by right. reading this 19-page intake and then doing a bunch of lab work, and then you look at it all. That's how you begin.
1: That, exactly. And, and so what I do is how I decide how I'm going to start my protocols is I match the patient's symptom to the patient's history to the lab result. And when I get something that's consistent across all three of those criteria, I know that's a high-priority trigger to go after.
0: Wow. What a radical idea. You look at all the data, you think about all the data, and then you come to kind of the beginning of the conclusion. It seems so radical.
1: It's crazy. (laughs) And sometimes it works.
0: (laughs) And sometimes it works. People keep going, oh my God. I I mean, you have so many testimonials uh, at your website, drkajiki.com. Is that correct? Is that one of them? Yes. Where I read the testimonials, and it sounds like you're, uh, I don't want to say miracle healer, but let's pretend I would say miracle healer, because people are like, oh, my God, I feel better. I'm healthier. My skin looks better. My coat is shiny. My nose is damp. I feel great. You know, it's its its just amazing. Right. Yeah,
1: you know, I, I, I don't begrudge conventional medicine, we need them in our life. We we, sometimes we need medications, and sometimes we need surgeries. And and that's just the way it goes. But that's typically not where you should start. If they didn't do what they did, I would probably be out of a job.
0: If they (laughs) did what I did, I'd be out of a job. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I just don't see. Yeah, I don't see that happening. I'm very happy for you. No, no, I I, don't see that
1: security with them. Right.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Currently, I don't think you're under any kind of threat other than somebody might want to not have you do this because you're actually helping people, and that's not what they're looking for. I'm not saying Western medicine doesn't want to help people. I can already right. hear people emailing me, pounding on the keyboard. That's not right. what I'm saying. It's just it's a very hearts. different way I mean, of they, they
1: have great intentions. They just have poor delivery.
0: Ooh, that's very good. <laughs> I'm writing that one down. That's very good. <laughs> poor delivery. Boy, howdy. It really is it's an odd I don't know how we got here but again that's a different show. Let's jump away from that. So you find you get all this information, you put it up all on the big virtual screen in my mind, the big slidey board where you drag things around like house at the chalkboard. Right. And you come up with an aha. How do you prioritize The nine triggers? How do you, what light, does one light up in a certain way or is it the, you know, how does that occur? And then how do you organize from there?
1: Right. So I do what's most important to the patient. So I might find a symptom, the patient's history says my most pressing symptom is insomnia. I just can't get sleep. I can't stay asleep. So then I'll look at Their history and see if their history leads me to any reason why they can't fall asleep or stay asleep and then I'll run my testing to see is it an adrenal issue is it a blood sugar issue is it an inflammatory pathway is it a brain issue and then that's how I determine where I start I start with what symptom what top three symptoms are the most important to that patient because I might find gut function but if gut function isn't important to them they don't care that I got their gut better if they still can't go to sleep
0: uh-huh.
1: so I match their main three top symptoms with their history with their lab results and that's how I find the triggers and once I find that trigger that I feel is responsible for their top three symptoms that's when I start supplementing or dietary changes or lifestyle changes so it's a
0: and, su- and I suspect is as, as they see improvement the from the outside over here I think the great thing about that is that they're going to have a shift which of some kind it could be they could feel like oh I feel really bad or I feel much better I can't believe it but then they really are are much more inclined I bet to then proceed with oh you still want me to be doing this because they think they're going to come in if they're coming from a Western medicine perspective you're going to give them something and they're going to feel different I'm not saying better I'm just saying different Whereas yours is find the main thing like sleep and you correct that and they're going to be like devoted to you in the best of ways because they're on the pathway to changing their life.
1: Exactly. At that point I might say, hey, you know what? We found this Epstein-Barr infection. Let's address that so that doesn't become an issue down the line. Let's address Mm -hmm. this leaky gut so that doesn't become an issue down the line.
0: It just makes too much sense. (laughs) <laughs> I think that's Every time I, I not only talking with you But as I review your material I'm thinking there's no hidden Secret plan here Other than you're dogged about what you're doing In the best of ways
1: Yeah I, yeah, it, And, and it, it's frustrating for people Because they want to know what to do Before they know what's wrong You've got to find out what's wrong first Before I can tell you what to do
0: They hate that answer <laughs>
1: well i use the i use the car mechanic analogy say look you, my car's making this noise how much does it cost to fix so the mechanic's going to say i don't i don't know i have to put it on a scope i have to do diagnostics i got to find out what's wrong why is it causing the noise and then i can tell you how much it costs and what to do
0: yeah yeah and what is okay so you you've got them prioritized and are you going to go through all nine triggers eventually if, if a patient sticks with the protocols and as they evolve and as their blood, their lab work changes and their symptoms get better, all that, all the matrix of information that you take in. Do sometimes do patients sometimes wander off because they're like, I feel great now. But wait, Absolutely. you didn't fix the, you know, food sensitivity issue, you know, or something like that. Do they sometimes Absolutely. wander off? Okay. Yep.
1: All the time people stop prematurely, but you know, what are you going to do? That's their choice. Um, you know, the one thing I try to educate people on is this is that when you're under the proper treatment symptoms will get better before lab markers get better.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: if you don't fix those lab markers, you're eventually going to feel like those lab markers look
0: Ooh, harsh. Well, you know,
1: it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, you know, if someone finds a massively high cholesterol, uh, you know, 500 plus, and you just let it go, you say, because I feel fine, I could still eat my Big Macs, you know, yeah. you're eventually going to pay the price for that high marker that you ignored, even though mm-hmm. you feel fine.
0: Mhm. It's like the back to the mechanic. I, I like the mechanic m- metaphor because I've spent enough time myself working on cars that it's like the the person who comes in and, and they have a leak in the hose and they've wrapped it with gaffer tape a hundred times alright well that's that's gonna last for a while but really we should replace that right, and right. people think no it'll be fine until I blows up and then I have to put in a new engine so it really is that where it's back to my first comment about it's amazing that we get out of the bed every day because it's we're like a walking miracle it's really complicated Because it's unbelievably complex. So the idea of, it's almost like you need a contract when people first sit down with you and like, okay, here's our agreement that you're going to stick with me until yada yada. Because it seems like they probably, sometimes when I I bet that when somebody wanders off because they think, I feel much better, Doc, thanks. Mm -hmm. That in a year or two, they're going, you know, that thing came back and I need your help again.
1: Yep, very often that happens. (laughs)
0: Wow and how is that I mean how do not I don't know I mean you you explain what you do I mean it's not like it's a mystery you're going to figure it out and help them figure out how to be healthier yeah
1: well you know what I found is that people will do more to get out of pain than they will to do to get into or stay in comfort so wow. disc, disc, pain and discomfort is very motivating emotionally, and you will do things to get rid of that. But once you're in mm-hmm. comfort, eh, you, know, you don't really do want to do much to stay in comfort.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like working out at the gym. It's not, it's not the most fun necessarily when you're doing it, but in the long haul, it's really good. Right. And you just do it. But I yeah. but I've never thought about that, that pain is the motivator, because I know a lot of people that have pain, like inflammation. And it's like, well, have you tried this Did you there people to stop asking me? My friends are like, I'm not asking you, so don't tell me. <laughs> OK, all right. I've talked to people. I know people that could help this. No, nope, I don't want to know. And then they'll take ibuprofen. Really? Every day? Wow.
1: Take a look at the side effects
0: of ibuprofen. Oof, bad, bad. Yeah. Okay, so back to you. You've got your triggers organized. You've, you've, take, you've taken all this massive amounts of data, and then you get it organized. So it's never. I'm trying to make some like plan or form, but there isn't one because you create a plan for each patient. Right,
1: individually for each patient.
0: Individually. Exactly. Right.
1: Now, if you go to my website www.drkajiki.com, drkajiki.com, there's something in one of the videos there called a flow chart. And that flow chart is this entire interview that we just talked about on one sheet of paper. I talk about the triggers, and I talk about the Hashimoto's attacking the thyroid, and I talk about uh identifying the triggers and I talk about inflammation and NFKB protein complex. It it's actually all on that all on my website. On one sheet of paper.
0: It's amazing I'm scrolling by it as we talk. So yes, it's all just right here. I'm emailing so many friends right after we hang up. <laughs> like here it, here it is. Stop asking me. No, so they want taking... to know what
1: yes. do you do? This is what yeah. we do.
0: Yeah. Adding kelp to your diet is not going to be the fix-all. It's good, good micronutrients, good minerals, maybe a little iodine. Great, but that's not going to fix everything. Right. It's back to that right. one. It, it is amazing how that we're so enculturated because of I think the Western medicine and the pharmaceutical industry that here's a pill, you'll be better now.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> and and I and like, to, as you mentioned, you know, selenium's important and iodine's important and B6 yeah. is important. But I'll tell you, I have this philosophy that deficiencies are important, no question. Yeah. However, triggers are high priority.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we will forego the selenium deficiency to go after the adrenal trigger
0: Mm -hmm. first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, if you so if you you, uh, slowly, let's say somebody does have a GI problem. And one of the things that help them immediately is HCL and maybe a handful of digestive enzymes with meals in the process as they're healing. But slowly, as you get all the joints lubricated and the tires inflated correctly and the water flow going correctly, this is all a metaphor of the human body, slowly people feel better and the system itself will ultimately take care of itself that's in the form of a question that I didn't express very well.
1: Actually, Yes and, and, and that answers your question is that typically when you address the triggers the deficiencies will get taken care of along the way and which ones don't get taken care of we will then supplement to address those deficiencies.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. So if I have gut issues and those gut issues get resolved some of my thyroid imbalances will begin to possibly take care of themselves because the conversion can actually occur. And then as that happens, I suspect that's going to have benefits on inflammation because inflammation is, I'm a fan of inflammation in the sense of, I think it's the ultimate like, hello, hello, over here. See that throbbing thing? That's telling you something. And it all begins to, our system begins to work as you work down this amazing list of are you anemic? Do you have hormone imbalances? What about adrenals? And, as you, and again, because I can't, I can't. So many people I interview, there's like a list of like, here's what we do. You don't have that because you're taking all of a massive amount of data and actually looking at the person's kind of like lab work fingerprint, right? And figuring right. it all out and lining it up with your now what seems to be decades of experience.
1: Yeah. It would be so much easier for me to just create an algorithm and give everyone the same thing at the same time for everybody. Yeah. It would be so much easier mm-hmm. for me to do that. But that's not yeah. effective, and it's it's not ethical.
0: Yeah. Oh, you want ethics? What? Oh, well. Excuse me. Sorry. Well, That's, yeah. that's again, a different show. I thought that
1: was implied, but maybe not. <laughs> I
0: know. I, yeah, that's another – that's a different – I do that on a different channel where I really go ethics. <laughs> um, because it's really – oh, you want ethics? What? What are you thinking? And so if you address, let's say somebody, you do all this, you do the intake, you do the blood work, you look at it, and somebody has blood sugar instability, which so many people have because their diets are frightening. And you start there, and they begin to feel better, and then that leads also probably because they've been on possibly bad food. That leads then to working with gastrointestinal. It's you you set the list, the priority of the list by figuring out what is the most dominant. Like here's the thing, that throbbing thing in my foot. Let's start there by stopping that inflammation because you have gout because yada yada yada. You have this amazing map.
1: Exactly the way I do it.
0: Wow! Sort of a mic drop moment. I don't know what else to say. It's so it's so not simple, but it's so simple. And I mean yes, that, I tell
1: people that it's it's simple, but it's not easy. Yeah. Because inevitably you will run into problems. You'll run into compliance problems you'll run into uh, food availability problems, you'll run into lifestyle problems, you'll run into work schedule problems, you'll run into personal stress issues. There's always some kind of complicating factor.
0: Yeah, well, that goes to the flip side. We're a miracle that we get up in the morning. I think we have too much time to think. But that's again a different show. It's the some reason will happen where somebody will fall back like I've helped people get off of sugar but eventually they'll call me go oh last night I ate uh, you know Oreos and I feel really bad and I'm like I'm not going to give you some sort of religious cookie to tell you that's okay that's bad don't do it again how did you feel the next day that kind of thing and it's once you begin to feel better it's wow Wow. period (laughs) yeah you would think (laughs) <laughs> why is that? That's a psychological show. I don't know if we have that answer yeah, here. It, it really is. just I, me.
1: You know, we're human beings, right? I mean, I'm no different, right? If yeah. I have some kind of a dysfunction, I'll address it until it's not a dysfunction. And then I'll go to the, on to the other dysfunction and I'll forget about maintaining a certain kind of, you know, protocol that I did before. Like, I, I get it, but yeah. for me, the health priority is up there. It's it's at the top. It's number one. There's nothing else because without my health, I don't do anything else in my life.
0: Well, it's so distracting <clears throat> in the sense that I know people that really like to hike or go out and be in Norris. I mean, I live in Northern California where the coast is beautiful. But I have friends who are on a walker because they have joint issues. And why do they have joint issues? And I keep telling them that she should contact you. But she just resists because she's sort of like, I don't want to. I'm like, right. why? Why not? Wouldn't you like to feel better? You used to feel better, so it's amazing how we get in that place of I'm in pain. I'll just deal with that pain. Versus, how about we figure out why the pain is happening? And that's what you yeah. do.
1: Yeah, it is really mind blowing how people won't take action. I mean, it just—it—it's it, not bad enough, right? They—they they haven't reached rock bottom yet.
0: Yeah. And it's I, I think the thing that surprises me the most is this the body that we're in now is the only one we have at least in this lifetime this is it it's not like going to the mechanic and going yeah get me a new engine for that would you, you know there's yeah. no I mean yes Western medicine is amazing in their ability to replace parts now in the body but that's just all that is and then well it's a personal issue but I you know my sister-in-law had three kidney transplants Whoa. And that's because she originally had um, a condition that took out her kidneys. You know, they, it was just a thing. And one of the, the byproducts of that was that means that she was on anti-rejection drugs for the rest of her life. Ugh. Well, that just string of bad words. I mean, it just, it was amazing how she had to, she had an amazing attitude about it, really worked with it. But there was once you're in that loop of anti rejection drugs, there's no way out of that. Right. In in Western medicine. Even though she ate a pretty good diet and walked and had a good attitude and all that. There was no way backing out. So once they have you and they get you in the system and they get you on that pharmaceutical grind, it's really tricky getting out. Yeah. But as they say, they're really good at replacing things. They're really very skilled. But it's it just seems I I don't know. I don't understand why more people don't want to consult somebody like you and figure it out. Yeah,
1: it is. It it's it's mind blowing, and you just have to say, well, when you're ready, right? I'll be here
0: <laughs> I'll for go. ten more years. and, yeah. after the, and then after that's that, it. I, after that, you're the on your own. <laughs> yeah. And are you yet teaching other practitioners your work? Yes,
1: I, I I was involved in um a supplement company last year and and I was teaching with them and then the pandemic kind of put a put a hold on the that, that thing. And so right now I'm not I'm not uh currently teaching other practitioners, but they I do get calls periodically from other practitioners about uh, seminars they've heard me at and and I uh, gladly answer their questions for them.
0: Yeah. This seems like a perfect thing for you to be teaching at a good chiropractic college, but that's just me to add this to there. (laughs) All right. never mind. Let's move along. (laughs) Nothing to see here. Yeah. (laughs) I'm, I'm surprised before I go any place else, I'm just surprised to say that I, this is where I need to ask you, where can people find out more about your information about your book and read that one page where they go, Oh, Wow look at this it's all just written down here I love that
1: right uh, best place is my website and that's www.drkajiki.com. That's dr kajiki.com and if you go there there's some free resources if you sign up for the free resources there'll be a video about all nine of the triggers that we talked about mm-hmm. and this documents called a flowchart so when you find that flow chart, that's all of the information we just talked about on this one sheet of paper. It talks about the Hashimoto's component, the triggers, the testing, the NFKB protein complex. So it's got everything on there. I mean, it's a step-by-step guide. I actually follow that guide with every single patient that I work with. And you can purchase my book from there. There's a series of nine videos that I created with Lisa Gar that goes over the thyroid mysteries that it's an online video uh, stream that you can do and you can just get to the chase, cut to the chase and you could just say, Hey, look, I want to talk to him. I'll talk to him about my specific case. I'm sick of doing this on my own and you could purchase a 30 minute consultation with me and I'm an open book. You ask me whatever you want for 30 minutes and I will answer every question you have.
0: I have questions, but I think we'll get to those backstage. Um, And I highly recommend, don't be frightened by his book. It sounds like it's going to be a long, big tome of a book. It's not. It's a very friendly, small paperback that's not frightening at all. Big print. You don't have to know all the medical terms. But I really do like the sick, tired, untreated, and abandoned it's a, it's a great read. It's got lots of information. I'm actually going to hand it to my friend who resists talking to you and say, read this and then tell me why not. So it's a
1: third thanks. of an inch. For, for yeah. your audience. It's, a, it's a third of an inch and I wrote it for my audience for my patient base. I didn't write it for doctors. So I wrote it in language that you can understand.
0: It's very approachable. Really, it's great information. Um, Well, I hope I talk to you again before six years. Perhaps when you start teaching classes, we can talk about that. Thank you so much. That was great, Bill. I knew it was going to be fun. Thank you so much, Richard. All right, everybody, have a great rest of the weekend, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.